Welcome to Rooster Radio, a broadcast dedicated to supporting and promoting local artists and musicians in the Gaston County and surrounding areas. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Cody with a K, here with Michael Carpenter. Today we're talking with the members of Van Huskins, a local three-piece punk rock band that draws its energy and inspiration from the purest of punk music through the ages. These guys have been in the local scene for quite some time, and they're sharing their song, Loray, with us now. All right, yes. a round of applause right yeah. there. That was that was that was kickass. Uh, Good job, fellas. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the show, guys. Uh, let's start by introducing yourselves uh, to tell our audience, you know, what you do in the band, who you are. Oh, uh, I'm Ben Huskins. I attempt to play the drums and I holler some. All right. I'm Eric, and I uh, sing and play guitar. Guitar. I'm Mike Phillips, and I play bass, and I sing sometimes. Well, welcome, and thank you again for blessing for having us. Absolutely, thanks for blessing us with some with some awesome, just in your face, 
Local punk. punk. Local punk, yeah. I mean, if you didn't catch the reference, there's a, a Gastonia line in there, so thanks for, for shouting that out, you know, and, and if it isn't obvious, Lorraine has a very local meaning, you know, so tell our audience what inspired the song. It's kind of like a, a fictional story about a, well, it's kind of the first part of it's like a fictional story about a family that moves down from the mountains, you know, to work in the textile mills around here. Because I think, you know, like at least one side of my family, you know, is from that. Kind of felt like um, I was wanting to mesh that a little bit with uh, some of the um, more left-wing kind of ideology. Because we're not really, we're not really taught a lot in school about the issues surrounding the low-ray mills uh, strike. And I just, you know, and I'm, I just... I feel like a lot of people should remember that and not, you know, just to, you know, brushing everything under the rug. Right. And that's kind of just, I, I kind of just put that, my imaginary story with, with that, with, my, you know, some of, uh, some of my views, I think. It's a very believable story. It is. In my opinion. I mean, it does sound exactly like. I'm sure that happened. happened. Yeah, it probably did happen. Probably <laughs> yeah. lost his sister along the way. Like the whole song is very relatable. Yeah. So well done. Best line of the song. Yeah. I think. Well, move down Gastonia. Uh, lost his yeah. sister. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Do we need to dig deeper into that? Yeah. Why, why, is, that the, why is that the best line? Uh, <laughs> it, was, sounds, it sounds dramatic. Yeah. And I, it right. really doesn't you even, know. I don't know where that came from, actually, that line, but it just popped in there you know it's like i like it it's all pretty much there's nothing that deep in it. it's just surface level kind of because we have to we have to have some words in there <laughs> and we're the, we're the age now where i don't you know feel like singing you know about pee pee poo poo anymore you know? <laughs> <laughs> well you gotta figure back in that time a lot of people did like lose to just whatever ailments brothers and sisters yeah, you, how, how many life was a lot harder? Than yeah, life yeah. was a lot harder. That yeah. tuberculosis is a real some bitch. I hear. <laughs> you know, besides that song, most of our lyrics are just kind of like we just needed some lyrics, words for the sake of words. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, <laughs> not all the time. Not, not all the time. Some of the earlier stuff is more. It's still like kind of silly, you know, but it's some of it's. I would serious. say fun. Yeah, I, I would say fun. I, I really enjoyed your. Well, first of all, like we said in the intro, it's. It, it's very pure punk rock. It's if, if someone was to ask you, "What does punk rock sound like?" Play a Van Halen track. Oh, that's for what sure. Punk sounds like for sure. And to, and to touch on that a little bit, how does the songwriting process look? I mean, what does that look like for you guys? Eric pretty much writes everything that we play. Um, brings the main idea for the song. I wrote that line for him right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, let me tell this story. We practice on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday. We got like 15 songs that we don't really know yet. And every Wednesday, Eric comes and is like, I got a new riff. <laughs> a new song, son. Not a yeah, new the new entire song. <laughs> and you- it'll get mad at me for not remembering <laughs> the last 15 songs that we haven't written yet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so it looks like, it sounds like there's a lot of writing in, in, in a lot of the Van Huskins projects and songs that, that we're listening to. A lot of writing at one time. Am I right? Yeah, like, well, Eric, like, brings, he wrote the song at home. He comes with the full song ready to go. And then we, I guess you would say, arrange it at practice. 
Yeah. So the writing process really continues through the practice. Eric's like, I've got this. He's got the, every riff and everything, but he doesn't tell me and Ben what to play necessarily. Yeah. He leaves and, it to us to make up our own stuff. Uh, and also, I would I would say a song's not ready for about six months. Usually, it takes a while for him to build. We record them. Is that because it takes you six months to like get it down? I'm kidding. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> we've That's got we've, we've got songs we've got songs that are five years old that we're still learning how to play. <laughs> so, well, so speaking of learning how to play, what what inspired you? Let's talk about that. What, what inspired you guys each individually to to pick up an instrument and and play? I always wanted to play guitar, man. I had my fake guitar and. Uh, Eric and I were kids, and we would take an exercise. We're brothers, by the way, just you know, man, we we're brothers. Hence, like hence the name. <laughs> but we take a we would take a exercise trampoline, and we would lean it against the wall, and we put like a big square flashlight behind it. It would put dots all over the wall of light, and we would put on the Scorpions or uh, Iron Maiden, and we would pretend to be them. And so I always thought I want to play guitar, but one day there was a drum set down there and one of my buddies played guitar. So I was like, well, I guess I'll play drums. And that's how I, that's. Be self-taught? Well, I just stole crap I heard off the radio. You know? I, I tried to do what the other. You took like, a, did you do like one year in school or something? I did like concert band in school, but that was only to get a snare. Which is, by the way, the snare I still play. 25-year-old snare. That's a snare that is my snare on my drum kit. It's a Ludwig E-Mod, maybe? That's awesome. What about you, Mike? What inspired you to play? Well, I, I wanted to get a guitar when I was, I think, 13 or 14. At the time, I was listening to like a lot of, for lack of a better word, hair metal. But it's just hard rock from the 80s, you know. Um and I started getting punk rock a few years later, but like when I first got my guitar, I wanted to play like Eddie Van Halen, you know, Joe Satriani or Jimi Hendrix or something, you know. And so I got a guitar and I couldn't do that. Kind of put it down for a couple of years until me and one of my buddies one night just decided we were going to start a band. And I started playing it again and I could play a little, few little things, but not much. But, um, so I wanted to be like Motley Crue or, you know, the bands I was listening to at that time. That's that's why I wanted to play in a band. I wanted to be like that, and then but I found punk rock, and then me and my buddy started the band, and I switched to bass just because we needed a bass player. One of my buddies was really really good guitar player, so we didn't need a guitar player. We needed a bass player, so I picked up bass, and and punk rock was what taught me that yeah I can play. I don't have to sound like Jimi Hendrix. I don't have to sound like Eddie Van Halen. I can play music, and so that's what that's what led me to play music. What about you, Eric? What inspired you to play? Uh, pretty much the same as Michael. And like Ben said, you know, we were just always listening to music growing up. And it's, I don't know that our parents really even cared about music that much, but me and Ben loved it for some reason. And uh, we'd sit there and uh, play air guitar with the tennis rackets and everything, like I said, you know. And, uh, I think just hearing, you know, like yeah, I was really into like, you know, Motley Crue and Rat and everybody like that, Scorpions, and that's kind of when I first wanted to you know play rock and roll, Metallica. Metallica. That's when I first oh, yeah. first serious good music I was into. Metallica, I guess. The first song I played 
on, on the stage was actually Metallica. It was For Whom the Bell Tolls. And I played guitar on it, rhythm guitar. Um, it was in high school with, with a band that we put together just for the talent show. And that was the first song I've learned to play. So Metallica, I think, for, for all of us is pretty big as well. Awesome. Oh, definitely. Well, that's uh, that's one of my favorites, so I will drink to that. <laughs> I, I will say this, though. I, I took a little bit of my love for music from uh, from yeah, mom and dad. Uh, if, maybe you remember this, Eric. Uh, I kind of like 90s and 80s country because of my mom. And I have a definite love more, for, more 80s for, for oldies from my dad. Um, so some some of those artists would include artists such as who? So, Alabama, Alabama, you know, Randy Travis in country. Uh, Basically, it was when we we would go to our uh, grand our grandparents had a trailer in North Myrtle Beach. We were real lucky oh, yeah. we got to go out uh-huh. there a lot, and uh, so we the the radio station you could get the farthest was one hundred three point seven or so. The country station probably still is a country station. So that's, I guess so. That that's where that country comes from. But Dad liked oldies a whole bunch. Dad just didn't care. So there's one shit radio station. I think that's how he is now. But like he used to really love oldies, and that's kind of why I like punk rock. I feel like punk rock's just distorted oldies almost. That's what the Ramones did. Yeah. Yeah. So by extension, that's what we do. Personally, Cody and I both are you know by nature metalheads, and you listen to any. Me too. You listen to any metal band talk, and their roots are all in punk rock. For sure. You don't know, there's not a lot of metal bands out there that didn't fall in love with metal because they fell in love with punk rock first. Mm-hmm. So, I look at punk rock as like, you know, what are like your three major colors? or Like R- RGB? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's, punk's one of the three major bases of, of rock music yeah, in my mind. Right. Well, just metal blocks. guys are like way better at their instruments. <laughs> oh man, now you're getting into math rock and all that, man. Math core. But I mean, pretty much all of your songs have this high level intensity that, that seems to, you know, almost be impossible to keep up with. Do, do your live shows. It must be insane. They gotta be. <laughs> we wish. Well, I mean, we've had some real fun shows, yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's the same. Like if we would if we would came around 20 years ago. The shows would be insane, probably, but most of our people that like us are like our age, so. It's a little too subdued at this age. I mean, you know, be playing punk rock in, in your mid-40s. There is nothing wrong with There's that. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong, wrong with all. it. Not but we're not going to get up there and be jumping around, you know, doing these big jumps while we're playing and uh, chugging beers. Well, you know, some of us might. <laughs> we're a little yes. bit more subdued than that. Wait on yeah. front, son. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, so is it safe to assume that maybe sometimes you, you guys, do you guys ever like slow it down and play like some ballads up on stage ever? No, no real, no real ballads. <laughs> low raise ballads. All of our get. songs, uh, new crap we've been writing have some little breakdowns that are kind of jazzy or, uh, swingy, maybe. Pulling inspiration from those oldies. Well, we, we, maybe. We kind of have a, a thing in this band where we're like, you know, does that song sound too this way or that way? And what does it matter? Yeah. You know, let's play whatever we want to play. Which is great. It's got to be time, great. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We take our inspiration from all different places. And you'll hear a little bit of heavy metal in there. You'll hear some Black Sabbath or you'll hear, you know, Voivod or something in there. But it's still going to be punk rock when you boil it all down. It's like 
we're nowhere near as good as these guys, but like, you know, bands like Faith No More or No Effects, they can play any style of music they want to. Yes. You know, and I appreciate that about those guys. Well, and with that no being, no can play any kind of music. Oh yeah, it, it always it always goes every every time. But they can do a reggae song. They can do a a, a jazz song. They can play yeah, whatever they want sorry. to. I agree with that. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, you know, going back to, I'm not sure that we can, but we we <laughs> yeah, you we, can. We don't stop ourselves from playing something just because it don't sound a certain way, right? Which is awesome to have that that kind of freedom. You know, with the music, and and you guys are veterans, uh, and you've been in the scene for some time. So, let's talk about how the music scene in the area has changed through the years. How do you guys think that's changed? Well, from my perspective, it hasn't changed a whole lot because I look around and I see all the same people that I was playing with thirty years ago, still playing in bands today. But I do feel like it's hard to get people out to shows these days. And again, I feel like that's because there's not a whole lot of young people that are really into rock music these days. And young people are the ones that have the time to go out and do stuff and party and stay up late and do stuff. And you just got a bunch of people in their 30s and 40s playing in and going out to see bands these days in the live music scene. And so a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, you're not going to have a big crowd. Saturday night, you might get a good crowd unless there's a good episode or whatever people are watching <laughs> on TV. Game of Thrones or whatever's on. Um, I know don't that's hate, an old Don't one. hate. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just saying. But, you know, people have so many different options these days. That getting them off the couch to go to a show, I think, is a little bit harder these days. Right. I think that's the biggest difference I see in the scene is that it's just hard to get people out. Ben and Eric, do you guys have um, different perspectives you could share on that change in the music scene? What he said, because... <laughs> I don't pay attention to it, man. I just I, I like to hang out with my bros and and rock out. And that's I that's, think that's the kind of the thing when you get to be a little and older. And it's fun to play in front of people. When you get to be older, it's you kind of got to distance your your family life from that and stuff, you know. Cause I just you know play. I love playing music, but uh, you know it's uh, it's not the most important thing, you know. I don't know where I'm going with that. It's up there, though. And to be <laughs> it's fair, pretty I, important. Right. I totally get it because there's some nights when I get off work when I'm planning on going to a show when I get home and I'm like, I just don't feel like going out tonight. So I totally get it. But I think really that's that's the biggest thing that's changed. Yeah, I think things are a little more competitive than collaborative these mm-hmm. days because the audience is shrinking, the opportunities are shrinking, yeah. and you see a lot of a lot of bars or venues or breweries or whatever, they're all vying for the same demographic. And that's kind of one of the reasons we're taking the approach we're taking to kind of make the rooster a place for all different types of music. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my hope and my intention is that, you know, we can get a crowd, we can get a, we can book a punk band and keep the same crowd that was there last weekend for a heavy metal band or, a country band or whatever it may be, a blues band. If they like what we're doing, maybe they'll start listening to other types of music. Cause I know when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I really didn't care who was playing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see live music. Yeah. You know, and you know, then you know, time went on and I started to develop a taste for you know, certain types of music, but I still love live music period. 
And I think that people still want that. I just don't think anyone's been giving it to them the right. It's been very like commercialized with the onset of you know the Fillmore and the the music factory scene. Is you know like I'm just as guilty as everyone else. I've been up there a bunch of times to see bands, but what it did was it took all the personality out of all these local venues, mm-hmm. and right. one of them had to close, you know, or downsize or whatever. And you know, so we're we're kind of on this mission to put some personality back in there and make a make a place that anyone can come have fun at, no matter what your age, no matter what your taste. So, you know, I'm hoping to kind of bring a little, I don't know, maybe I'm being a little pie in the sky with those, with those intentions, but I think it's possible. I I think we've got a whole new generation of folks that don't know how awesome it is to go to a live local show. Mm, And we're going to show them what they're missing. And all genres are welcome. And we're, you know, and, and I think anybody who really enjoys live music, live, like, likes multiple types of music you know they they can enjoy a reggae band they can enjoy a metal band they can enjoy a country band and stuff like that that's what i was gonna say is that you know i know a lot of people have preconceived ideas of what punk rock is but i think if people thought you know punk rock they can't play their instruments it's just loud it's noisy blah 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 whatever they think about punk rock they went to a show and saw any of the local bands that play in this area that classify themselves as punk rock, they're going to see that they're going to hear a lot of stuff that they, they're going to like. Because it's not just noise for the sake of noise. It's some really well-crafted, well-written music. It just happens to not fall into a category that most people comprehend. So it's it's punk rock. Like Trash Room, they're a punk rock band. But they're mm-hmm. not really a punk rock band if you think Sex Pistols. Uh, band Huskins, we're a punk rock band. But if you think the Ramones, you're going to go, these guys aren't punk rock. Um, it's it's so many preconceived notions about a style of music, but really, if you go and you enjoy live music, you're going to find something you like. Absolutely. Punk rock and you're going to go, wait a minute, maybe I do like this kind of music. Exactly. The only reason Van Huskins is a punk rock band is because none of us can sing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I fully disagree. I, yeah, if we, if we could sing like that dude in the Deftones, we'd be huge. Oh, oh, man. I love Chino. I love Chino, man. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, my my new thing is his. Uh, oh, everybody's gonna click off on their whatever they're listening to right now after I say this, but I just discovered uh, them doing a, a Smith song. Oh, fucking awesome! Click off now. Click off the Smiths. I quite like the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> this show just went limp. <laughs> another hey, another new cover that I really like, and this everybody should never should happens. listen to is. Is Lamb of God was before before Lamb of God? I think they were called Burn the Priest. Burn the Priest, yeah. And they do a killer version of a Bad Brain song called I think it's Eye Against Eye. Yeah. And it is badass. So everybody, if you listen to this, don't go, listen to Death Tone. Go, <laughs> but do listen to that version of I'm just kidding. I love Burn the Priest doing uh, that Bad Brain song because it's pretty awesome. So, I, you know, I'm kind of been burying the lead here. Um, it's time that we talk about Gabba Gabba Hunt. Okay. okay. Uh, Mike, you host a live stream show that's taken on different appearances through the years, from my understanding. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that it was a motivator for us to start this podcast. Yeah. Seeing what you had going on, it was a bit inspirational. So, I want you guys to talk about Gabba Gabba Hunt. How it started, why it started, and how it evolved to what it is today. 
Promote, promote your show. <laughs> so, so Gabba Gabba Hunt actually started, me and Eric started it back in 1996. And um, at the time, it's not so much these days. And again, I think you can attribute it to a lot of things like the fact that everybody's older this in the scene. But at the time back then in the 90s, like zines were a big part of the musical culture. And a zine, for anybody listening to this, like, what's that? It's basically a magazine, but um, it's self-made. It's, it's more of a DIY kind of thing. You do it on a photocopier. And there's, there's art zines out there. There's zines about crafting or, you know, crochet or whatever. But there's punk rock zines is what I'm familiar with. So me and Eric started this magazine that we wrote articles and wrote record reviews and whatever. Put out two issues of it in 96, 97. And then... Plan on doing more, and it's, it's a lot of work. Trust me, I know it's a lot of work. I'm trying to do it again right now. Um, but we put it down. A few years ago, I had an idea to do a podcast. Me and my brother were talking about doing one. We wanted to do it music-related, and I wanted to have it be like locally focused because, of course, being in the music scene, that's what I want to promote. My brother decided he didn't want to do it anymore. So that kind of put the halt on it for a little while, and then finally I decided I'm going to do this. And uh, it grew from just an idea of doing a podcast into bringing the zine back in a limited format. I mean, it's 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 still there, but it's like I said, it's a lot of work. <laughs> uh, but the podcast is a lot of fun. I enjoy doing the podcast. Um, it's all locally focused. I just interview people about their journey, their musical journey. That's because really I know great. a lot of people. Like I said, I look around and I see the same people play music today that I saw 25, 30 years ago. And still making great music, actually making better music than they were 25, 30 years ago. Um, they better be. <laughs> and it just does not get, there's nothing in this area. There's no, I mean, there's there's a little bit of radio play for locals on 106.5. It's hard to get on there. I've tried. Um, there's not really a lot of local coverage for it. Queen City Nerve does a little bit. You'll see something every now and then every somewhere else. So I just decided to do it. Yeah, I got some buddies that were already doing a podcast, something good for your podcast, and they did a little bit of what I'm doing, but they weren't really like music focused or necessarily locally music focused. And so I saw my opportunity to get in there and do exactly what I planned to do, and uh, it's turned out better than I expected. To. I think that's great, Mike, because that's that's uh, you know kind of going back to what Michael uh, here was saying earlier with creating a community around the local scene and so obviously that's what we're doing too with the roosters so it really relates a lot and that's the whole reason why we're here today yeah so that's i wanted wanted to bring that up and mention it because if there's anyone listening look i'm very aware that i might not be everyone's cup of tea yeah i'm saying but someone else doing something similar might it might be more up their alley so i want people to know that you know, there's a Gabba Gabba Hunt out there. There's a Rooster Radio out there. You mentioned Queen City and Herb. I've, I've listened to a few of their episodes. Right. Um, I'm just waiting to see Eric get on your live stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing I was going to say. There, there, there's different facets to it. One of them was the live stream. And I haven't really done that lately because Facebook's made it difficult. Oh, God. But um, the podcast is interviews. And, like, sometimes it's just radio episodes where I just play music because I don't want the music to be forgotten about, too. Right. But there is there is a future, and eventually, and I'm just kind of keeping it on the back burner, there's going to be a Van Huskins episode of Gabba Gabba Hunt. I just haven't done it yet because I know I've always got these guys in my back pocket. And when I need an episode really bad, 
That's what's going to happen. He's going to blast somebody like really good, like, you know, freaking Joey Ramon from the dead. Joey Ramon's ghost on the next episode. Yeah. We'll be on the week afterwards. <laughs> the ghost of Tchaikovsky. We'll surf off all that uh, traffic. Yeah, and I think it's worth mentioning that it's a lot of work. That, yeah. that you don't, you're not necessarily being reimbursed for. Oh no, you know, not same, at all. Same with what we're doing. You know, we, I would like for us to work this into a live stream at some point. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to do with our space. You know, perhaps next season we incorporate a video element to now. You know, rather than just putting a voice and a name to a band, we can start putting faces. You know, and then we'll have you guys back on for the live stream. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And speaking of live stuff in general, how do you guys feel about a live music venue in Gastonia such as the Rooster? Love it. <laughs> Love it, yeah. Awesome. Man, downtown is becoming awesome. And it's going to be on Main Street, right off of Main right Street. Right on Main. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you got Freeman's there. Cavendish you know, around Zo- the Zoe, Zoe's was, Cavendish around the corner. Zoe's was there. And now it's... Uh, Gaston Poorhouse. Which is pretty cool. I like Zoe's better. But, yeah. uh, we all miss Zoe's. Yeah. <laughs> um, no diss on Gaston Poorhouse. We miss Zoe's. I'll diss them. I don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> so so, so <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, man. When I was a little kid, I took Taekwondo at Burris Academy down there when I was like eight or something like that. Yeah. And, and it wasn't the same as it is now. And I'm yeah, it used glad, to be kind of scary back in the day, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm glad that, like, downtown Gaston is becoming something. They got the ballpark. About to get the uh, pita wheel, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, people like to make jokes about Gastonia. And I, I get it because, you know, a lot of people from here, Charlotte, and then there's Gastonia and whatever. Gastonia's always had a reputation. But I'll tell you, there's some really good music in Gastonia. Yeah. And there's some really good people from Gastonia. And, um... Yeah, you guys are doing something Suck. good. We hope so. We hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and we, we, Ben's already mentioned Freeman's. Freeman's does a great job of bringing live music in, mm-hmm. but there's room for more. Yeah, I've never, I've never once shot away from giving Brad credit for for what he's done. I mean, he, it's almost eleven years now. Mm-hmm. He's been in downtown Gastonia. He's the one and only place that's lasted the last ten, eleven years, yeah. and right. he's been able to do that by giving a platform. And, you know, I, I, I certainly appreciate it. I can't tell you how many nights I've, I mean, I've seen, that's, that's how we met. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I like, a, yeah. I like <laughs> that the rooster will, uh, will have bands from all different genres. Yeah. I think that's what every, every club should do. I think and, that's And what, also, I hope that, that, that you guys will support Freeman's and Freeman's will, will support oh, y'all yeah. back. That, it's like you go to Milestone and you're like, well, here's a, here's a flyer for Snug Harbor. You know, right? Something like that. That's that's the idea. You gotta uh, you know, support for, for everybody. Those, so, I, don't, I don't know if people listen to the podcast know about our space or not, but if you don't, we have huge glass windows in the front of our building that mm-hmm. are going to stay there, and that's that's retail, right? That's retail space for to uh, flyers for flyers to support other local venues and, and local restaurants. We want to promote. You know, everybody. We want to raise the tide, so to speak, in this area. So we will All be All ships raised yeah. with the tide. Right. Yep. So, you know, Gas and Poorhouse, Cavendish, Old Dallas Brewery, Freeman's, if they've got shows coming up and that band wants to promote in our window, by all means, let's do it. Because I understand what I think a lot of these other clubs don't understand is that, you know, if one of us wins, we all win. Yeah. You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, 
like I was hinting at that earlier, what you were talking about with the milestone, how competitive it's gotten, and then you've got clubs that have have gotten into one particular type of music. You know, I think that's well, it's not all of it, but it's part of why Tremont's not here anymore. Is they they really pigeonhole they yeah. pigeonhole themselves as a I yeah. I miss it too, but they really had themselves backed in the corner. They with, were it's a metal venue. Yeah, metal and punk, and and that was it. And Ground they, Zero. Yeah. Well, is they, that only metal place? Well, they Ground Zero is doing a lot of. Uh, they've they've branched out. He's he's got booked a lot of country and singer songwriter acts, and mm-hmm. and I'll give a shout out to Mick. He's he's been very gracious to me with you know talking about the scene and stuff. Um, yeah, I've seen a lot of shows there too, but I think the wrong thing to do is to kind of put yourself in a position where you're dependent on the same crowd every night. Yeah, you, know? you got to change yeah. it up a little yeah, because, bit. Just because what you're having that night doesn't appeal to somebody. If they can see when they go to your place, okay, I'm going to the Rooster tonight to see Gary Ramsey play. Well, I see a flyer because somebody else is playing it, but Freeman's I like. But Van Huskins is playing at Rooster on that night. Well, I'm not interested in Van Huskins. I'm going to go to Freeman's. That's just, it's it's goodwill to go around yeah. the community. And, just and also, I think most people that like music like a whole bunch of different types of music. So right. it, just, it basically just says that, hey, we understand that you don't like every genre of music we're going to present. Yeah. So, but whatever. Here's something else you can do that night. But remember us and come back here because we're right. promoting what's going on over there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cross pollination across the board. Exactly. And also, after the show, I'll talk to you, Michael, about something. I was talking to the guy at Life of Pie, the pizza joint down yeah. on Main. He was like, "I'll supply pizzas because we're not going to have a kitchen." Right. The uh, owner. Yeah. Shout out to Life of Pie. Yeah. Shout out to Life of Pie. They good, do have great pizza. Good pizzas oh, yeah. over there, man. You know. Life of Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Now, we were talking. I won't be shouting out any other pizza joints on the podcast, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about other venues? Can you you guys shout out other venues that you guys have played? And and do you have a favorite other than the rooster when we get (laughs) open? uh, But what what are some of your favorites? You guys Uh, mentioned Freeman's. First one, I'll take this. First one is (laughs) Freeman's, man. Yeah. I thought we you were going to say Tommy's. Playing, we love playing Freeman's. Uh, and equal equal to Freeman's is Tommy's. And Milestone. We love the Milestone. We love, yeah, love uh, milestone. Snug. We love Asia. Common Market. We love everywhere, man. It's a community. That's it what is, it's but, all about. I think those are the big three. The Freeman's, uh, Tommy's, and Milestone. Well, Milestone. Rooster, the big four. Yeah, we're ready. Hey, let's see what happens at the rooster. I'm ready for the rooster. I've been ready for a long time. I'm very aware we've we've got to prove ourselves. You know, we we got to show that we can put on the show and do it well, and and, and, take care of people as well as artists. Honestly, we're we're kind of coming at at an angle where we want to make sure that the artists love playing our stage before anything else. Yeah, that's why we're building the green room. That's why we're putting a ramp to the stage and through a double door so that it's easy to load in and load out. Like we're building a drum riser. All, all these things that we're doing to make it easier for bands and make them feel awesome. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! What's a green room? <laughs> so, it's the green room, man. So, so a green room is is is. I guess that that. You know, that, <laughs> no. thanks for calling I think me ben, out. I think, I think Ben knows what a green room is. Yeah, thanks He's for just calling saying me we've, out never, we've never played a place that has one. <laughs> Actually, we have. Actually, Petrus. Petrus had one. Petrus had one. Yeah. 
Yeah. And shout out to Petrus too. We love Petrus. Yeah. Beach. Shout out to Petrus. Man, definitely. milestone, milestone. I, I just gotta say, that's where like my love of punk rock was solidified. So anytime we can play a milestone, I love it. I saw Agent Orange there about a year and a half ago. Oh man, Todd, what a great show that was! And yeah. in 1996. I got my license, and I went to the Milestone, and I watched punk rock shows, and I wonder if that was legal for me to do that. It was. Of course it was. It was 1996. They had, they had, they had some no. Everything was legal in 96, except weed. You couldn't, you couldn't yeah, they'd yeah. pull you over for that. But who cares? You still I got pulled over in the Milestone anyways. parking lot for that one time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, all full he, he circle. He got pulled right over walking. <laughs> <laughs> On a Tuesday. <laughs> well, so speaking of venues and shows and all this, uh, guys, w- what can people expect from a Van Huskin show? Eric? Not very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so I mean, we're going to play some punk rock music and hope you, hope you like it. We're going to go play some rock and roll and uh, we're going to have a good time whether or not you like it or not, so. <laughs> we prefer you to like it though. Yeah. We we don't play a lot of Huddled covers. Masses. We like all y'all. <laughs> we don't play a lot of covers. Every now and then we'll play a cover. Um, I was gonna ask which what what you do play if you cover like, We we cover Misfits. We've covered it once in the past. We're probably we're working on another one right now. Um we've played so we played Milestone, Halloween shows, we've done Super Chunk, we've done Danzig. We've done the Pixies and Screeching Weasel. Weasel. So that shows you kind of our range right there. Which cool. song by the Pixies? I'm just curious. Gouge Away. We did Gouge Away. Gouge Away is the one we still kind of play every now and then in practice. I got a buddy who lives out of state. and He was like, Pixies? Y'all did Pixies? What songs do you do? And I was like, we did Gouge Away. And that's all I can tell him. I can't remember the other ones. It's, it's, it's so long. Ago. It really was. I think that was the first one. Was there a point to that? The same point is that we can't remember what oh. Pixie songs we played. <laughs> like, yeah, you set it up like something was going to happen in Portland. Has that ever happened to you on stage? You just kind of get, get lost in a song? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, every time. Yeah. Every song. <laughs> <laughs> Not every song, but it does. It has happened from time to time. But sometimes. You can't tell. It's just like a freak jazz kind of thing going on up there. <laughs> Man, I love playing drums. You ain't got to do nothing. You got to be like. It honestly doesn't happen as much as it used to, but there have been times when I've gotten completely lost in a, in a song and they're like, what's the, ne- where, where does it go next? And there's only like three chords we use anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. You guys really seem like you all just have a wonderful time performing, you know, on stage for, for the crowd and just getting that crowd reaction. Do you guys do a lot of crowd reaction stuff and just get the crowd involved? You, you guys ever talk to your crowd? We, we do a little bit. There, we talk shit to them. Yeah. Which we, is do, we do some in-between song shit talking, if you want to say that. Yeah. We tell um, them to go to hell. We try, not to, we, we try not to plan it too much because I've tried before to be like, you know, I'm going to talk about so-and-so is important. And I, I get up there and I'm like, oh, like all Navy bands or something. You know, <laughs> but you're just as likely to come see us play. And, <laughs> maybe, maybe. You're just as likely to come see us play. And, I'm suddenly hungry. <laughs> and see us play a song, and then there'd be like 30 seconds of silence before the next song starts. <laughs> but we do, we do try to get a little bit of insult, in which is fine because our set is like 30 minute song. Well, that's awesome. And that's if we play like 30 songs. Yeah, we can headline, mm-hmm. and we'll play like 23 minutes. 
Right, is that is that a hint to to make you an opener? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unless you want your headliner to play twenty three minutes, <laughs> I'm totally want to be the opener. That's that's my goal in playing music. But honestly, the way it is these I days, play like, drums and drink beer and then be done with it. <laughs> Put stuff back in the truck. It'll be fine. Headliner playing twenty three minutes is probably the best way to go these days because most people come for the band that plays before the headliner anyway. Yeah. Headliner's actually the middle. That's band. right. It's like the, nowadays, headliner's like you know the, the shit end of the stick. You know, it's, it's well, <laughs> what you're making a point that's been made to me, and, and again, I'll shout. I got this from Mick at Ground Zero. He said, yeah, "When you're bringing in regional talent, you if you want people to show up, you better get a local band that will draw." Mm-hmm. You know, and you know that's there's a lot of reasons why we ended up becoming who we are with the Rooster, but. Number one was to make this a platform for local musicians. But we're not opposed to bringing in regional acts. But I'm very aware that if we bring in someone from, you know, Charleston, Richmond, Nashville, and nobody knows who they are, yeah, we got to get an opener that, yeah. that will draw people in. For sure. The last thing we want to do is put on a show for some regional band who's, who's on a career trajectory and we're the one club that couldn't get people in yeah. for their show, you know. It's still cool to take uh, those guys from out of town and let them play a show at your venue with some local bands. Yeah, I like that. You know, we 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 played in Winston Salem. Other bands I've been in played different places. Nobody knew who they were, so it, it helped by having bands there that that would draw the local. They would crowd. draw a little bit yeah. of a local crowd. Yeah. But but the the crowd still probably had a damn good time I because so. I know I did while listening to to the song that you guys played for us. Um, I'm wondering, this is totally random, but are there any creative differences between members of the band? Definitely, uh, <laughs> I know one right now. Eric won't let me ever do any double bass stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. It just caught you out. That's, that's as truth. much as we love metal, it's the truth. We love you know, metal, but we don't want any. We're playing bass. a certain style of music, and I understand it. It, it doesn't fit. I'm, 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 I'm pretty tasteful. Him, I think when I do it too, you got to give him a drum solo in the act. You can turn oh, yeah. your act from I'm not twenty-three good minutes to, to drum twenty-six solo. minutes. <laughs> that's right. I'm not that good. I can't do a drum solo. <laughs> He's, uh, he's like, I want a double bass. No, I can't hey. go solo. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a bass solo. No, my my double bass is like. He just wants the. The ability to do it. He don't want to actually do it. He just wants the time. Yeah. But to, to answer that question, yeah, we, we've had our differences, and especially you got two brothers in the band. Yeah. They're going to have butt heads quite a bit. And uh, no, we honestly, don't really butt honestly, that many heads. me and no. Ben butt heads more than Ben. I butt heads more with Michael than Eric. Yeah. We, 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 uh, we go Michael's back an and asshole. forth with it. But, but the thing is, is because I know I love this guy just like he's my brother, although Eric's like more like my brother. He's like my little brother. So we, we butt heads more than Eric and Ben do, honestly. Eric doesn't really say much, which is I think perfect I'm, for I'm me. I'm picking up on that. I'm just a little bit more outspoken. <laughs> and <I think>. Michael <laughs> is just an asshole. You know I let the guitar speak for me. Hey, there you go. I'll, I like I'll, that. I'll let Ben say that. <laughs> That's awesome, man. But when he's in the room, I don't speak a lot, so... <laughs> We all love. Oh, it. He took Taekwondo. He can kick your ass. But I again, that. dude, I was like, I was like ten. I took Taekwondo from uh, Master Burris, so I know the horse stance <laughs> and I know the cat stance. But again, that, but that's they're, all. They're the actual brothers, but I'm pretty much a brother too. So 
it's it's, it's, it's a band it's, of it's brother like family. Yeah, there's definitely a family vibe going on. Oh here, yeah, man, for sure. Uh, it's it's it shows. Yeah, the, it really fun episode today. Yeah, you yeah, know? I'm having a blast. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you guys are too. Oh yeah. Um, Before we wrap it, no, it sucks. No, I'm just kidding. It's all. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst episode we've ever done. Like, exactly. I'm not even. I'm I'm not I even wish you y'all this. y'all was recording out there in the other room earlier when we were smoking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we wrap it up so we can go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Tell our audience where to find Van Huskins, where to purchase your music, where to listen to your music, and where to follow you. So if you want to purchase the music, which is the best way to support any band, honestly, locally, go to Bandcamp. So it's it's vanhuskins.bandcamp.com. But if you want to support any of your local favorite bands, go to Bandcamp. They probably have something on there. Uh, You can listen to us and pretty much anybody else on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you want to listen to stream music. But if you really want to do a local, I mean, a, like a direct support for your local favorites, Bandcamp, where you want to go. Yeah. So vanhuskins.bandcamp.com, we've got, how many releases we've got? Um, got at least five, I mean. You've got five. Five releases. Yeah, I'd think about that for a second. We've got five releases. They're all available there. They're we haven't done our homework. All available <laughs> streaming everywhere you want to listen to them. But, you know. What about your socials? Social media, Van Huskins. It's I don't Facebook. like to talk about those. I don't, <laughs> no, I meant your social security it. number. I'm, What's yeah, your social I, security I, number? <laughs> it's uh, eight two, nine four, three six. five six five two eight nine five three four eight, six, seven, seven five, two three, eight, eight nine, seven <laughs> Southwest Junior High one thousand. <laughs> sorry, sorry. But uh, we're not on Twitter. But we're on like Instagram, Instagram and and Facebook. It's just Van Huskins. Uh, no space in it if you're on Instagram. So to our audience, definitely make sure to check that out. And you guys are already prepared for this next question. We ask it to every band. So here it goes. I want everybody to answer this individually. So all of you guys define success for Van Huskins. The first time that we got in a room together and the first song we completed, uh, that was success to me. I mean... If somebody wants to buy our stuff, that's fine. But to me, every every new song that's written, every new show we play, that's a success. You know, it's because I mean, playing what we're doing, nobody's going to come. I mean, it's, we're doing what we want to do, and we're getting to do it for free, and sometimes get paid, sometimes get beer. You know, so. That's success to me. I'm happy with it. I love that answer, man. Yeah, good answer. I, I don't know that I can answer any better than that. Ben? I think my answer would be, yeah, you know, it's just uh, we practice on Wednesdays, and I look forward to it every day, and I get stressed out if I'm going to be at work. I never know what time I'm leaving work, you know. Right. So sometimes I might not get out of work in time to practice, and it's stressing me out. That's what it's all about. It's, it's just having fun, man, and playing cool-ass music, and I, I like playing where people can hear it if they... So Tuesday, Mike, what's your answer to that? When we're as big as the Rolling Stones, then I'll be happy. But now, actually, what Eric said is pretty much it. Every week we play, and the fact that I'm still playing at 46 years old, still doing what I want to do. That's gross, by the way. Playing the kind of music that I want to play. Um, I don't ever have to play in front of a crowd again. Although I, I, I'd love to, and I'll play in front of five people or 50 people, usually five people, you every, 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 every weekend yeah. if we can. But as long as we can get together and practice and play a song and write new songs and we've got new stuff that we can record, whether it gets recorded or not, that's successful to me. 
But uh, I want to awesome. be I want to be bigger than Rolling Stones. Yeah, that's that's my answer. <laughs> Me too. Well, that that's the dream. But I but you know, I'm so glad that you guys all were in unison with that answer because you know if it's if it if the answer is all about you know like money and and fame that's all we want out of it that that honestly just takes the takes the heart out of it you know takes the heart out of the success um we'd have given up long ago <laughs> yeah well we're we're certainly glad and we don't that, have the struggle in us you know we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we're we're certainly glad that you guys uh came to the show today shared your music and your and your thoughts uh and answering all of our questions that we had for you guys to our audience, definitely make sure that you guys go and check out Van Huskins on Bandcamp. Make sure you purchase that music and support local. And keep supporting the rooster with what we're doing. Um, caca! Caca! And, and don't forget about Gabba Gabba Ha. Huh? That's right. Podcast and Zine. Uh, you can find that on Facebook as well, I believe. Or, or GabbaGabbaHuh.com. Gabba There's a whole website, guys. Fellas, so. thanks a lot. We really appreciate Thank you guys. this. Yep. Now, let's go uh, have a beer and... Yeah. All right. Let's get it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, that's all for the rooster for today.